looking at Asian stocks, yeah. uh, that they fell even amid speculation of the ECB's uh, uh, stimulus boost that uh, we are yeah. all waiting to see um, come out today. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I was I was listening to um, some of the uh, um, uh, economists out, out of the uh, the eurozone trying to explain how this would work. Uh, they're looking to ask, obviously, for one point three. Three trillion dollars, and I heard Chris talk about it a bit earlier on. Uh, the, the brutal truth, the brutal truth, is that there is no way, even a one trillion euro packet will be enough to save the euro area. And the simple factors are that, despite the fact that they're sitting with a problem that they've had since 2008 of deflation, not only that, but growth prospects as well. But, but just to give you an idea, the GDP number. For Eurozone this year, uh, the, the IMF puts it at 1.1%. Uh, the, the, the World Bank puts it at 1.2%. That is the lowest it has ever had since the early 1980s. Now, why, why is this uh, uh, important, Sakina, to understand? Is because even if they pump in all this money, the fact that people are not convinced to go back into the market because the interest of the money that they put away or the money that they invest is not going at a pace that will in, 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 that will convince them to actually put more money into the system. So it doesn't matter how much you print the money, doesn't matter how much bonds you buy, if there is no willingness from investors to actually take up that bait that you're trying to put up, uh, uh, over their faces, there is no way that you're going to save the situation. So it is a pretty difficult situation. That's why Germany, in actual fact, came out yesterday and said, no, we don't think this is going to work, because it might just actually, rather than increase uh, investor confidence, do the actual opposite, which is actually make the, make it a stalemate, and that will, that will require some serious uh, 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 principles or, or, or procedures to actually get it back out into the, into the open again. So very, very difficult times for the Eurozone, and hence the reason why you see the MSCA Asia-Pacific as well lost about 0.1%, because they're not convinced that this money will actually pump pump any confidence into investors. Mm, but beyond the here and now, what does this, um, you know, bode for the future of the Eurozone? Well, the future is that they've got a number of assets. It's like um, if you've got uh, the inherited assets, even though they don't mean anything now, in the future they might just have some sort of value. So, for example, we know very well uh, where the Queen sits in the UK, somewhere there at the bottom, um, behind Buckingham Palace. There's some of the gold that was uh, taken from this wonderful country of ours. It's sitting there and it's gaining momentum. And when people obviously find that it's difficult to invest in the equities, they go back to safe havens such as gold and your commodity price, uh, your commodity uh, uh, stocks to try and make sure that they stimulate the, 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 the interest. So if, if it's not sorted out within the short period now, yes, in the longer run, those assets some, at some point will mean something, and that will help boost the economy again. At the moment, I don't see anything like that happening over the last, uh, in, through the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Not going to happen. And then, of course, uh, many people in Davos and uh, most of us also, you know, looking over there to see what's happening. The presentation shows that the the economies are strengthened when you actually seal the gap of inequality in uh, developing countries. But that's not new. That's not rocket science. So, um, yeah. So what's going on there? Again, again, this wool over our eyes, Sakina, it, it really does concern me because we've been having different themes. Davos has been taking place for a number of years. South Africa has been involved for a number of years. Yet we still struggle to find out why it is that they don't actually look at Africa as, as its own continent on its own diverse 
economy and try and sort that out instead of talking about this. We all know that the inequality uh, uh, problem is a, is a massive one. Just to give you an example, uh, an extreme inequality is, is getting out of control. It's getting worse and worse. You can start from Ghana, you can go to Germany, South Africa, you can go to Spain. The, the gap between the rich and the poor is rapidly increasing. If you think about it, uh, in the last year, 85 rich individuals held more wealth than the poorest half of the world's population. That is 3.5 billion people. All right. So now this year, the figure showed again that it has actually gone up. Now 80 people, not from 85, now 80 billionaires have the same amount of wealth as the bottom half of the planet. So it means that we are still not closing that gap. And yet we still have deficits, we still have negotiations, we still have talking, uh, we're talking about uh, policy changes on the, on the economy, that we're not spreading the wealth wide enough so that the people can actually start earning enough money. And you know, it, what, is, what saddens me is what takes place now in South Africa when, when you've got those riots taking place in South Africa because it's generic, tough, and the people mm. look at opportunities like uh, foreign public shops and they take advantage. It's not because there's a crime that has taken place and someone was shot. It's because people are living in dire situation and now the opportunities that they can take in Pulpo and they're going to make stuff there and make some fish there because the groceries are available, they can take it. And that's when the crime element comes into play. So we have to do something about closing this inequality gap. It's a serious problem and I'm hoping that some decisions will come out of that with this particular time. Well, we live in hope. And it's a Thursday. Our investment destination today is Malaysia. Do you like Malaysia? I love them. Malaysia, truly Asia. That's what comes to mind. I don't want to scare you because I know people are saying, oh, no, you fly there and then planes disappear. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Clive. Malaysia is a brilliant place to go. Uh, Investment uh, opportunities are great right now. Now, I've always said that when I talk about uh, investment destinations, people think I have to go there to actually invest. No, that's not the case. There are a number of platforms in the African market, you know, that offer you the global exposure. So, for example, in the form of a pension fund, in the form of a unit trust, you could be able to actually penetrate the markets like Malaysia uh, to actually access the investment side. On the equity space, on the, on the bond side, you can buy some of the Malaysian bonds. They are available on these platforms. We call them um, uh, uh, LIFT, which is a linked investment uh, uh, service supplier. So you'll be able to access in actual fact, uh, all these different markets across the world through a list and actually buy into Malaysia directly from the South African side. So you can buy it in RAND terms and then can convert it into whatever currency that a particular country is used. So very great place to go to, very uh, diverse tourism industry, brilliant and vibrant technology taking place there. Labor is very, very low cost. I don't mean anything by that, but it's a brilliant place to invest if you have if you have a bit of time uh, on the side left over after this December. But I promise you now, Sakina, it's not Pooja Thursday. It's Pooja Thursday today. <laughs> In January. <laughs> In January. <laughs> well, here's, here's some homework for you. Of course, yeah. uh, we play again tomorrow, do we, Janet, um, at AFCON? So uh, please go and compose a song for us uh, that you can <laughs> sing tomorrow morning. Work on it, Clive. I need, I, need, I need backup singers. Are you and Janet on board? No, but we won't be there when you're composing it. So organize your own backup singers. And uh, we'll speak to you again tomorrow. Uh, that was Clive Into Zavantu Ramatibela, our market analyst. And he'll be composing a song for Bafana Bafana for tomorrow.